A mesquite moment in time, a look at what the city was, making it what it is today. From the days of roaming Indian tribes, to the first settlers of Dallas County, to the coming of the Union Pacific Railroad, which originally established Mesquite, Texas, our town had been ruled by an agricultural economy. Our town's population was first recorded in the 1890 census following Mesquite's incorporation as a city on December 3, 1887, and sat at 135. By 1950, the population had risen to over 1,600. The early 1950s saw many milestones and changes, but Mesquite's economy and structure was predominantly undisturbed. 1955 turned Mesquite belly up, to say the least. Beginning in January, Mesquite ISD enrolled 100 students in a mere two-week span, increasing the enrollment by 500 pupils from the year before. Meanwhile, the building boom gained momentum with land in all corners of Mesquite being snatched up for an average of $1,000 an acre. Someone who contributed much to the development of Mesquite in 1955 and for many years to come was the New Hope Mesquite born and bred Ben F. Tysinger. A prominent local land developer and Dallas Civic leader, Tysinger was dubbed the Father of East Dallas or Mr. East Side. He brought unprecedented growth and development to the Far East Dallas region and the surrounding areas. In particular, Ben Tysinger announced that Emmett Florence had sold 212 acres near today's North Galloway and I-30 for over $1,100 an acre in February of 1955. This tract of land, along with the entire sprawling Florence estate, was part of Emmett Florence's grandfather, J.H. Florence's spread of land, dating back to 1856 when the family caravan arrived in our area from Alabama. Perhaps Ben Tysinger could be referred to as the father of North Mesquite, after all he brought to the area which began when he signed a contract with the city of Mesquite. Tysinger proposed to build a sewer trunk line valued at $175,000 at no cost to the city. This innovation would serve the areas of Casa View and the Country Club Estates with taxpayers not even a dime short. Tysinger was steadily reimbursed by developers for $125 an acre pro rata in order to allow their use of the sewer trunk line. This pro rata method of development was in essence a proportionate allocation of Tysinger having his own pocket money returned for the expense of the sewer trunk line in exchange for indefinite use of the line by developers. This forward-thinking method used by Ben Tysinger became a visible model of successful technique for municipal development and consequently has been repeated by several cities over the years. In addition, Tysinger's endeavors sparked development in North Mesquite that has lasted for over half a century. In the political realm, rumblings could be felt throughout the city as the election for city council and mayor was looming. During a meeting at Northridge Baptist Church or today's Galloway Avenue Baptist Church, a number of citizens formed the North Mesquite Improvement League. The group organized a political agenda which included a $6 million bond issue and chose Jack Kincaid as committee chairman. The league gathered their desired council member candidates and mayoral candidate Jack Kincaid and lobbied for their election. Four of their candidates were elected to city council in April. Kincaid narrowly lost the mayoral in a runoff election by seven votes to J.B. Andrews, 488 to 481. Also in 1955, voters approved a nearly $1 million bond program from Mesquite ISD, the largest in history at that time, to accommodate the unrelenting overflow of students enrolling in Mesquite schools daily. In June 1955, the Texas Business Review reported that Mesquite led all other Texas cities by a wide margin in regards to building permits per capita in April 1955. 
Mesquite's per capita rate was $1,316, with Irving at a far-off second at $251. Mesquite's building permits per capita had increased by 24% from a year earlier in April 1954. The City Council also implemented the first comprehensive zoning ordinance in 1955 to control the pervasive development. A master zoning map was adopted along with the ordinance which divided the city into various sections and set certain requirements for development in designated areas of town. By the close of 1955, Mesquite also received its first city swimming pool at City Lake Park for $35,000. The pool on Parkview Street remains a part of today's City Lake Aquatic Center. Also, Mesquite saw the downfall of its final cotton gin in November. Former Mayor John S. Lawrence tied the final bale of cotton at the Mesquite Co-op Gin on Main Street to make way for the new Minyard Supermarket store coming to Mesquite in the near future. The gin had originally been operated by former longtime and loved Mayor Bedford Galloway. The demise of both cotton gins was a significant occurrence in our town's history which symbolized the end of the Mesquite of yesterday, the small farming community in a quiet area of then rural Dallas County. From here on, Mesquite would be labeled as the rising city that would transform itself into one of the most important and sought-after suburbs of Dallas in the coming years. I'm Christian Janes, reminding you to subscribe to this radio show's podcast on iTunes and podcast.com and to join 88.5 FM next week for another historical tidbit from a Mesquite moment in time. <laughs>